everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. It's your co-co-hosts, MJ, Scott, Steve-O. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing well. How are you doing, MJ? Yeah, great, brother. Um, Of course, we are nearing playoff time. If your teams haven't already clinched their spots, um, I am in, well, in the What's Your Fantasy Football League, I am teetering on the edge and hoping for yet another fantasy miracle um i know two of you gentlemen already clinched your spots so let's see who i'm going to be facing right uh and scott is uh holding me back on a couple leagues so scott uh, take it easy on me so <laughs> i i do my best mj i'm gonna that's gonna pl- say uh i'm gonna i'm gonna play a fair lineup uh if you beat me you beat me I'll I'll play an unfair lineup and see what happens. Uh, fantasy gods, please. But with that, everybody, we're going to move on to our icebreaker, which is our top four college football teams based on the college football playoff criteria, which um, I don't know about you, but there's a lot more uh, fine print behind what the committee writes and decides upon with choosing the college football plans for for the playoff. So, I mean, listen, I I know everyone has their own reservations with certain teams, but of course, definitely Michigan, but I think they're going to lose to Bama. Washington definitely should have made it in. I I do like Texas. And, man, I would actually probably just put Throne Georgia in the mix because giving them the old razzle-dazzle, the reverse screw that Alabama did, I think, a year or two ago, so, and I do think that Washington is going to take this all away. So, uh, Steve-O, who are you feeling? Yeah, so I think the playoff committee lost a lot of credibility just because I think they just put picked and chose what they wanted from their criteria. Um, I think they, the overall criteria is choosing the four best teams in the country, which is also very subjective and kind of takes away from the rest of, uh, I guess, objective qualifying numbers. So um, going off of the best teams in the country, my choices would have been Michigan, Washington, Georgia, and Alabama. I think those are the four best teams, not saying that the four most deserving. Um, Hmm. Obviously, Georgia and Alabama, not necessarily the most deserving, but uh, really hard to debate that either Texas or FSU would be either one of those teams. So put them both in and with the current four that made it Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, I'm taking Alabama, the four seat to win it all. Okay. Scott. So at 11, 18 PM central time on Saturday, I picked Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Bama to be the four teams in the college football playoff at noon on Sunday. Those were the four teams selected. I think the college football playoff committee got it right. Um, I know there's been a lot of outcry, especially from FSU fans. Listen, there's a wonderful Justin Timberlake song out there. It's called Cry Me a River. Um, The four best teams are in the playoffs, in my opinion. Bama got the late win over Georgia, knocked them out. It was a one-for-one. Texas has the uh, head-to-head win over Bama. I don't see any reason that Bama should have jumped Texas. Um, And I'm actually... uh, in agreement with MJ though, I think Washington's going to take it all. I think it's going to be uh Bama over Michigan and then Washington mm-hmm. over Texas with Washington beating Bama in the championship. Uh, and listen, I'm the biggest Bama hater out there, huge Auburn fan. Um, but they, they got in fair and square. Um, I think the CFP got it right. Yeah. A lot of room up to debate. And if FSU had their started quarterback i think this would have been a completely different story but with that gentlemen we'll go ahead and move on to our week 13 recap um and of course scott you know i got to lead with the cowboys your boys and you are actually just dripped out in cowboys gear right now cowboy hat cowboy jacket um we'll start with the cowboys of course winning 41 over 35 um over the Seattle Seahawks, excuse me, uh, Dak Prescott, who continues his tear of top five quarterback play, uh, 299 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Tony Pollard getting 20 carries, 68 yards, rushing, and one touchdown. CD, the man lamb, uh, 12 receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jake Ferg, 
six for 77 and one touchdown. Brandon Cooks, four for 45 and one touchdown. What I tell you guys, flex-worthy player. Um, on the Seahawks side of things, Geno Smith finally turning in a, a good game this season. Uh, 334 yards, three touchdowns, one INT. Uh, rushing game, Charbonnet, 19 for 60, one touchdown. Geno Smith got a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, DK Metcalf. Boy, oh boy. Uh, honestly, the culmination of an entire year of mediocrity, uh, I guess, from this entire C- Seahawks team. Uh, going six for 134, three touchdowns, and a long of 73. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was the majority of that the r- receiving. I guess JSN, seven for 62. Um, I don't really have any conflicting questions for you guys. I mean, uh, how high do you have, like, how close does this bring CD Lamb for you guys into the discussion of maybe? Obviously, JJ is in about a realm of his own, right? We can both agree on that, all three of us. Um, would you put CD on basically the same level as um, who's next up? I'm sorry, uh, AJ Brown, maybe AJ. Or... Yeah, you put him in an entire uh, bracket full of AJ yeah, Jamar Brown, Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah, you um, feel like well, this is maybe involved with an on the clock question, so I don't want to give oh. away too much. But from my personal uh, belief, uh, no, I don't think he's in JJ's tier, but Mm -hmm. the gap has gotten closer due to JJ's injury. Yeah, I think uh, since I'm not doing the on the clock, I'll I'll give a full answer here. Um, JJ's injury has definitely closed the gap a little bit, but I I definitely think he's still in a tier of his own. Um, My tier two right now would be uh, Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, uh, the three of yeah. them in a tier of their own. I think just because um, they still have youth on their side, whereas Tyreek, we know he has two years left in Dynasty. Um, if we're talking this year, then I think Tyreek's definitely in that tier with him. Um, but if we're talking Dynasty, I think those three are in a tier of their own. And and based off of age, uh, I would still keep it Jamar Chase, CD Lamb, and AJ Brown. I think Chase is having a bit of a down year just with all the Burrow injuries and now with Burrow being out. But we saw that he can hit with uh browning so um you know he's still the guy yeah he's still uh the dude and of course here on the flip side of this dk medcalf geno smith uh the seahawks having a pretty reasonable schedule other than well actually decent first like this next game gets the 49ers uh first round of the playoffs potentially for some teams the next week against the eagles um I know I have been a big hater on Metcalf, but do you feel like, I guess in redraft, is he a must start for you the rest of the year? Or are you sitting him for, let me think of someone comparable. I mean, I guess, I don't know. DK over... Say Jones? No, let's say uh, one of your players that you like so much, uh, Steve-O, Michael Pittman. I'm taking Michael Pittman. That's no Take question. Mike Pittman easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Scott, how about you? You are, you, you think this is just a, um, anomaly game for DK? I mean, I was not, I don't think any of us was, was it, were expecting this, uh, touchdown output from him or the Seahawks in general. Yeah, no, it was a crazy game from DK. Only his second game this year, uh, being a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy based on the what's your fantasy scoring. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's hard not to start him. Um, he's got good matchups the rest of the year for wide receivers. Uh, I think easy flex play, number 15 on the year. You know, a lot of that was the points from this last week. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm more comfortable starting DK over probably... I would say at least three guys that are ahead of him um, in the top 15 right now. Uh, I would start him over DJ Moore, Puka Nakua, Nika Collins, who are all uh, 9, 10, 11 on the year. Um, so I, I definitely think he's in the conversation um, to be started above some of those guys for sure. Okay, great points, gentlemen. Uh, we'll move on to Indianapolis winning 31 over 28. Um, over the Tennessee Titans, Gardner Minshew, 312 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Michael Pittman, 11 for 105, one touchdown. Alec Pierce getting a long touchdown, three for 100, one tutty. On the Titans side of things, Will Levis continued a pretty decent uh, track here, 224 for one touchdown. Derek the Man Henry, 
uh, King Henry, 102 for one touchdown, and DeAndre Hopkins, 5 for 75, one touchdown. I want to tailor this toward Derek Henry. How much belief do either of you have in him next year? Uh, I guess, uh, isn't he 28 now currently? 28, I believe he is. Uh, maybe 29. 29, yeah. 29, okay. Um, so, yeah, is this yeah. someone you're going to get a discount on next year, or are you, I mean, feeling like you're going to completely fade him? I would think you're going to, I think he's still usable. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm talking redraft specifically, redraft. I, I think he's probably merits still a, maybe a, maybe a third round pick next year in redrafts. Okay. Um, I mean, I know there's been really tough games for him, but if you look at his past one, two, three, four, five, past six games, he's gotten 14 plus fantasy points, 20 plus in the last two games. So I, I don't, I think the offensive line may have a lot to do with his performance, not just him getting older. So yes, I think he's going to slow down, but I still think he's a earns merits, a top 15 draft uh, ranking for running backs going into next year. Okay. And l- let's say we have Gardner Minshew on the flip side of things going into your fantasy playoffs. Are you guys pretty comfortable with him uh, as your QB two? I don't think I could be comfortable with that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's Gardner Minshew, right? Like I think it's matchup dependent, honestly. Yeah, last four games, QB uh, 22, 27, QB 13, and QB 12. Uh, of course, he's facing Cincy next, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Las Vegas. Hmm, up for debate, but I I think the real gem of this, and you may probably continue to talk about this, I, I, I love mentioning our players, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. getting 16 targets, which is astronomical in terms of, especially in PPR scoring. Um Hopefully this guy keeps producing. And Alec Pierce, someone who you've held for so long, Scott, do um, you think you'd ever start Alec Pierce as a desperation flex play? I mean, that's exactly what it'd have to be. It had to be desperation. <laughs> I would have to have uh, injuries on injuries or buys on buys. Um, probably not someone that I'm starting this year, but if he can produce three games in a row like that, yeah, I think uh, it, might, it might be a consideration. Three, the magic number. Um, and of course, we'll move on to our last recap here. It's going to be Detroit over the Saints, 33 to 28. Jared Goff, 213 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, David Montgomery, 18 for 56 in a tutty. Jamison Williams, if he did not see his rushing uh, end around, I mean, he looked like lightning in a bottle. Of course, the real gem of this game is going to be SLP, nine for 140. In one tutty, uh, absolutely insane. Amon Ra, of course, only getting two receptions this game, but saving the day for with a touchdown, 49 yards. Uh, on the Saints side of things, Derek Carr being knocked out again, uh, 226 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Taysom Hill getting a rushing touchdown on 59 yards. Alvin Kamara, uh, 51 yards and two tutties. And Jimmy Graham getting a touchdown reception. Meanwhile, Chris Olave going five for 119. Um, how confident or unconfident do you guys feel about this uh these new orleans saints uh offense with Jameis william uh winston sorry Jameis winston at the helm i mean uh, other than let's say i guess kamara is definitely a must start uh prior talking to this scott you were saying Taysom hill is going to be the real benefactor from this um if you could explain yourself yeah, assuming Derek Carr is going to be out, I think uh, the Saints are going to rely heavily on Taysom Hill. Um, I think he just provides a dynamic to that offense. Um, I mean, a lot of the times it's him on the goal line running the ball in, but he can line up, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. He can really do it all. Um, and I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in uh, Jameis Winston. Um, I, don't know, I, th- I think Taysom Hill could be the guy if Derek Carr is out. Would you feel comfortable at least starting Chris Olave too? I mean, uh, Jameis, as, Jameis airs it out. As a flex and matchup dependent, yes. Uh, I think Kamara is probably the only 
saying that I'm confidently starting uh, with Derek Carr out of the lineup. Okay. And at, at this point, at this point, I know we have actually discussed this a couple times uh, in terms of tight ends. Yeah. SLP, you're de facto, without a question, dynasty tight end one. Either of you. Yes. As it stands right now, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Steve-O? I think yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's exactly what I want to hear, gentlemen. Um, okay. And with that, we're going to go go on to On the Clock, hosted by The Fun Train. Steve-O, what kind of questions you got for us, baby? Get us thinking. Yeah. So kind of alluded to with your question on the recap, but... Um, my first question for you, MJ, is going to be for Scott's team, oh. the America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and my question is, are, <laughs> questions are, um, CD Lamb is the number two wide receiver for the year. Dak is the number three quarterback. Question one which player is more likely to finish at the current rank or higher this year? So again, CD Lamb at two, Dak at three. Um, and then has Dak made a case to be drafted higher than CD and startup? Um, and similarly, where does he fall in dynasty rankings for QB? Oh my gosh. Um, so currently... CD Lamb at two, Dak at three. Who's more likely to finish at that ranking or higher this year? And then for Dynasty, has Dak made a case to be drafted higher than CD? And where does he fall for Dynasty QBs? Oh, okay. Superflex. Superflex. So I think, honestly, Dak has... I would put my money on Dak if I had to. Uh, there ain't no way anyone is catching up to Tyreek. I mean... It, Tyreek's on pace for 2,000 yards, so um, Dak in that aspect. Um, I actually think yes. I think people, I, I, I still feel like I got a bargain on Dak um, in our draft. Um, not so much on um, my other quarterback, but I I really think Dak is just one of those players who does not get the respect he, he gets. Um, and I think, yes, he would definitely be a top 10, top, yeah, top 10 quarterback pick, top 10 dynasty pick in startup drafts ahead of cd yes got it and for scott chicago bears mj's team um maybe less exciting to you um but <laughs> with missing four games justin fields is still the number 22 qb on the season which maybe doesn't seem high but still a top 24 QB, so at least a super flex starting QB. Um, do you think he's still a top 10 dynasty QB? And has DJ Moore in his peak being number nine wide receiver on the year? To answer question number one, uh, yes. I do think Fields is still a top 10 dynasty quarterback. Um, the rushing upside is just huge, and his numbers have gotten better year by year by year. If you look at uh, QBR, uh, completion percentage, um, just generic quarterback stats. He's gotten better each year. Uh, and yes, I think Moore is at his peak at wide receiver nine. Um, I think that will be his best finish ever if he maintains that. I like it. I like it. Makes sense. Um, Great answers to on the clock. And with that, I will turn it over to MJ for some Bumble Rumble. All right, you guys. This is my first time hosting Bumble Rumble. And I had this uh had this wonderful idea idea pop up my head uh last night. And uh just to prove a I guess compare, and you'll see a theme coming up, you guys. So we're gonna start off with quarterbacks. Um, the first player here. 2,055 passing yards, nine touchdowns on the year, nine INTs. The second quarterback, 2,120 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 INTs. 
we're not picking we're not picking from a premium bunch right here but <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm going one i just the the 12 interception no, no. now i'm kind of scared because i feel like i might know who it is but um what, what was the sorry what was the passing yards comparison between the two uh player one 2055 player two uh 2120 yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna go with player one scott yeah i think i gotta go player one as well okay any guesses who they may be i'm scared number two is josh allen um i, I don't think actually that, he's got a lot of touchdowns now that i say he's that qb1 yeah. he's qb1 yeah no, i don't have a guess this is bottom one of the barrel i think one of them um might be like baker mayfield um I, I i honestly don't know which one your choices well your uh the players were bryce young and mac jones yeah happy with that choice for sure happy with your picks yeah okay and all these players that i've chosen are within about two or three spots of one another in the yearly rankings okay That's so yeah, those are the only QBs I chose. Um, a good RB choices here. First player, 534 rush yards, seven rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. Player two, 737 rush yards, five rushing touchdowns, and zero receiving touchdowns. Um, give me the touchdowns. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go player one. Yeah, the receiving touchdown upside. I well. Mm, is uh, I feel like James Conner might be running back number two. Um, I don't think he's got a receiving touchdown this year. Uh, Steve, any guesses? This is not a lot of rushing yards. It's uh, not. I. I don't know. I feel like I might be. I'm, I have no. I'm blinking. Okay, player one. Oh wait, did you, you decide, Steve? You said touchdowns, and Scott said touchdowns as well. Number one. Yeah, uh, scrambling out for a second. Oh yeah, who? Yeah, you did get out, cut out for a second, Scott. You choose player one. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I chose uh, player one. The uh, rushing uh, plus passing touchdowns. Uh, player one, Devon Achan. Player two, Tony Pollard. Wow. Isn't that something? Eye-opening, huh? Um, we'll move on to our next selection here. Uh, player one, 689 rushing yards, six touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. Player two, 756 rushing yards, three touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns. Uh, give me player two. Yeah, I I think I'm going two as well. You got looks like you got more receiving upside. I mean, they're very comparable players, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, it looks like one is a little more involved in the in the passing game. So yeah, I'll, I'll take res- number two. I'm gonna just guess is maybe Alvin Kamara, but I have no. I idea. was I was thinking Kamara too. If it's not Kamara, then I, I think it has to be Eckler. Okay, um, guess on the other player. Player what, one. what were what were his yards and touchdowns? Uh, six eighty nine, six touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. Honestly, maybe it is. I, I, I'll just go Eckler one to merit two. Player one, Joe Mixon. Player two, Bajan Robinson. Oh wow! Okay, happy with your picks? I bet you are. Yeah. On to the wide receivers, gentlemen. Uh, player one here, forty seven receptions on seventy five targets. 709 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. Player two, 814 receiving yards on 69 receptions on 118 targets and four receiving touchdowns. Um, give me player two just because the target and receptions are sustainable i feel like the touchdowns aren't necessarily i think player two well let's see him pick i yeah no i don't i don't know that's almost 50 targets that 
go uncaught. <laughs> um, that's a lot. I mean, obviously, yeah, I, I like the, I like the, uh, how active, I guess, this, how much of a focal point this person is, but that doesn't, that seems no bueno. And they have less touchdowns than them. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to go player one and hope that maybe it's someone that was injured. Okay. Wait, can, can, what was the gap between targets and receptions for player two? Player one was 47 for 75. And, um, well, I guess, yeah, 60, um, player two was 69 receptions on 118. Oh. No, 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 no changes now. I, yeah, I know. I'll keep it. I, I think player two might be Diggs, maybe. Okay. Um, player one is throwing me for, like you said, seven touchdowns? Seven touchdowns, 700, uh, 709 yards, 47 for set on 75 targets. Um, is that someone like Devonte Smith? Maybe. Okay. Steve-O guesses. I have no guesses. Player one, tank Dell player two, Devonta Adams. Oh uh, yeah. In that. Yeah. I got some, uh, these were all, this is blowing my mind as I was looking at all this um, Good stuff. Um, this one's a bit lower tier, but player one, 694 yards, two receiving touchdowns, 60 receptions on 100 targets. Player two, 513 receiving yards, five touchdowns, uh, 40 receptions on 64 targets. What were touchdowns for one? Two. I think I'll still take one. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning one as well. Guesses. It's still a really big gap in targets, which I don't love. Um, um is, is number one like Cooper Cup, maybe? Okay. It's a good guess. Maybe it is. No, I don't think he would have more yardage than Niku. I was gonna say maybe it's those two, but I, I think I think Cup may be a good guess. Uh, uh actually no, six hundred and ninety-four seems high for Cup. Especially with the injury. Um, oh, cup, cup and Nakua. Cup and Nakua. Okay. Player one, Scary Terry McLaurin. Player two, Jaden Reed. I was hoping so bad. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I know. Toughies. And our oh, last one. Mickey. Yeah. Toughy, toughy. Our last one's going to be tight ends here. So 64 uh, receptions on 86 targets for 679 yards. And six touchdowns versus player two, 50 receptions on 67 targets, 735 yards, and five touchdowns. Ugh. Oh, man. I um, think both of these got to be top six tight ends for the year. Yes, correct. Tight end. Correct. Uh, touchdowns. Um, Yeah, it's not. It can't be. I think. I think I'll say number two is Mark Andrews, and number one, uh, let's go with uh, George Kittle for number one. No, I I was thinking um, Jake Ferguson for one of them. I think he's got five or six touchdowns on the year. Um, the other one though, uh, I guess. Maybe Kittle didn't he get like three of them in one game though? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, he did low for three g- touchdowns. G- give me player two. I think player it's Ferguson. Uh, who did you pick, Stephen? Uh, one. Okay, player one, SLP. Player two, George Kittle. Interessante. Yeah. Uh, awesome bumble rumble, you guys. Uh, I my, the big theme for that entire segment was uh, a comparable uh, rookie to an exi- very already existing established veteran player. So hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our next segment, which is MFK hosted by Scott. Scott, what you got? All right. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't catch on to your trend there with the bumble rumble. Uh, looking back at all the options, I'm like, yeah, we, we should have caught on to that. Um <laughs> I picked 
three alpha wide receivers whose names sound like slash are two letters. So, of course, we got C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, and D.K. Metcalf. Oh, okay. This easy. D.K.'s my kill. And, <laughs> easy. Um, it gets a little funky after that, but I will have to say my I have a stack of Prescott and C.D. Lamb in What's Your Fantasy, and man, oh, man, am I just enjoying that. C.D., I think... Mike McCarthy finally got his head out of his ass and realized, you know what? The rushing game ain't it. We need to focus on our star players. CD is the man. CD is my Mary. Um, AJ, friends with Benchifitz, not by much just because of, man, I mean, he had he's already had an historic year. And at any point, he's down for 100-plus yards, 10-plus um, receptions, and at least a touchdown. So... Top two are getting a little bit of probably flip flop between us, I think. Yeah, also killing DK, um, that mammoth of a man. Um, but also, obviously, the other two are hard. But CD has turned a corner for me this year. And from watching him a lot, he's passing my eye test, which goes a long way. So um, I don't, don't take him, don't count him out for his size anymore. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to marry CD, especially seeing that he has nine carries for 84 yards and a touchdown this year, which is more than AJ Brown, zero carries for zero <laughs> yards and zero touchdowns rushing. So, uh, not <laughs> I mean, only does he equal him with the receiving, but he, he's got some, uh, some rushing, which I did not really realize he was that involved. So yeah, give me CD Mary, friends, but if it's AJ Brown. Yeah. Those rushing stats are from end arounds. Um, very much called into motion by Dak, but um, uh, yeah, choo choo choo. CD obviously is my Mary. Um, manage him in two dynasty leagues, and obviously he's the cowboy. Uh, AJ Brown, give me my friend to bench fits, and DK my kill. But would be happy to have any and all three of these guys on any of my teams. All right, great one. Uh, you mind if I go next? All right, Stevo. Um, so my uh, my selections no duos this uh, this week, but I am picking some middle to high end wide receiver twos this year, um, top of the list. And I had to continue going to the fun trains, boy. I had to keep gassing you up, baby. Michael Pittman, player two, Brandon Ayuk, player three, Devonta Smith. What are you thinking, gentlemen? So I got I got I got the uh, the stats pulled up. These are currently 159 for Pittman, 156 for Ayuk, and 154 for Devontae Smith. So they yep. back to back to back, neck and neck. Um, oof, this is this is difficile um, for those Spanish speakers out there. Um, that was excellent Spanish. <laughs> Uh, I gotta, I gotta take away my, my, but I don't, I don't, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. Michael Pittman's got more targets, more yards. Um, sorry, more, more targets, more receptions, um, less yards than Ayuk. Uh, I'm, I'm going to marry Devonta Smith, friends with Betcha Fitz, Pittman and kill Ayuk just because I, think that Samuel and Kittle are much more likely to take away from Ayuk than I think Brown and Smith are getting a little more even. And obviously Pittman has no one to challenge him. So um, Smith, Mary, Pittman, French Betchefitz, kill Ayuk. Um, yeah, I'm going to disagree with that, obviously. Um <laughs> And I'm going to base it strictly off of quarterback play. I think uh, I got to take Devontae Smith as my Mary, Brandon Ayuk as my French benefits, and Michael Pittman as my kill. Um, much rather have Hurts over Purdy over Minshew. And before uh, A. Rich went down this year, um, Pittman wasn't doing like the hottest. Um, he had he was a wide receiver seven week one, but then weeks uh, two through four. When did A. Rich go down? Week two or three? I think three. Yeah, so I mean, two weeks back to back, um, he was barely wide receiver thirty in week three. So I, I don't know if there's chemistry there with A. Rich yet. Um, 
and that's going to be something that's he's going to have to adjust to next year. So, uh, for all those reasons, he would actually be my kill, even though he does have really solid stats, uh, most targets, most receptions, uh, least touchdowns, though. Yeah, this one, this one is really tough and even tough, like still so tough for me to pick out. Um, I still really like, gosh, I think I'm going to have to go Devonta Smith as my Mary, Ayuk as my friends with Ben Shapitz ah. and Pittman. Um, I, it's tough. It is really tough. Um, I, I'd really just like to see how, I don't know, maybe more Richardson in there, but Pittman is definitely showing he's one of the, definitely one of the, the best receivers, if not the best receiver on this Colts team, but definitely a rising star, I think in the NFL, like I, I fully agree with that aspect. So toughy gentlemen. What you got for us, fun train? Yeah. Yeah. I am going with three running backs who have December birthdays and who are also injured, some more than others. Um, This is a forward looking MFK for, we'll say just for next year Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, and Nick Chubb. Oh. Uh, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, MFK. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll have to agree with that. I just, I don't know. the The Ravens have shown that they don't really need Dobbins. I mean, I, if we're being honest, I, I think their running back room has done very well without him. Um, he's going to have to be my kill. I am. Um, Aaron Jones had one good game this year, and he's just been injury riddled um i mean all these players are injured but um in his limited time i think at least the packers have shown that they don't necessarily need a stable run game um aj dylan doing an okay job filling in but uh, that's so tough but i mean yeah nick chubb will just have to be my mary because i know that team relies heavily on the rush game and nick chubb has come from basically another blown ACL like prior to joining the NFL. Um, so, Oh, that one's, that one's hurts my stomach. Steven. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to agree with Dobbins. I think it's harder for Jones and Chuck. Chuck is still up in the air as if he's even going to be able to start the season next year. Um, obviously his upside is greater, but I think, I mean, not quite to the, maybe the extent of the Ravens, but I think the Browns can get by with their hodgepodge of Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. Um, difficult. Uh, I, I think I'm actually going to go Aaron Jones. Um, I think okay. maybe he's got one more solid year in him. And uh, I don't know. I, and, you know, Jordan Love didn't do great middle of the season either. And maybe that coincided with Aaron Jones not doing so great. But um he obviously doesn't have a torn ACL, which helps the case. So I'm going to marry Jones and friends, which if it's JK Dobbins, sorry, friends, which if it's Nick Chubb killing JK Dobbins. Um, and with that, we will turn it over to jukebox. Juke. So we've got a couple of songs related to pushing through to the playoffs Pushing through to the end of the year, what's it going to take to get there? What do we think is going to happen? What do we think will stand the test of time from the past few months? So the first question, sorry, first song is Push It to the Limit by Cordon Blue from the Disney Channel original movie Jump In. And Push It to the Limit. They, thank you, MJ. That's exactly the old jingle jangle um push it push it to the limit limit because we're in it to win it in it to win it oh yeah um unbelievable lyrics don't know who thought of those but they will stand the test of time so the question is what bold moves have you made or will you make this week to secure a playoff berth favorable seating or anything 
of that nature to push it to the limit and make something happen? Uh, well, I'll, I can go ahead and start off with this because I made a move very recently. Uh, traded Brees and a 24 first for Bajan Robinson. Brees, who I, I do love Brees, but that Jets, Jets offense is just so dysfunctional. I don't trust them going into the playoffs at all. Um, meanwhile, Bajan, who has finally started getting the uptick in, in carries um, and has a favorable uh, rushing matchup in the playoffs um that was my killer move for this year i'm pushing it to the limit baby that was my all-in move scott yeah i mean i guess i also have to go with the trade that i made uh a couple weeks ago um i sold two big players that i had on ir daniel jones mark andrews um and uh, a couple of picks for kyler murray um so I'm hoping that Kyler Murray can be my solid quarterback too now and help get me through the playoffs with a big championship. So the key here, the key word here, guys, was bold moves. And there's nothing bold about the trade that you made, Scott. And MJ, I don't, I mean, I I know that you you gave up a lot, but I'll, I'll give you a passing grade for 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 your for your option, your choice there. But Scott, that was not a bold move. That was just a, a move. A good move, but not bold by any stretch of the imagination. So, well, you know, um, in terms of dynasty rankings, Brees is like RB three right now. So, up tiering, you know, my defense is like up tiering to the RB one. It was mainly I looked at the schedules, and I, I do not believe in this Jets offense, and uh, expending a first round pick on top of already a highly ranked yeah, player, yeah. you know, but. A little bit, little bit, a little bit of boldness. I was hoping for something like, I don't know, I'm gonna put in Drake London in my matchup this week and hope for oh. a, a boom game. You know, that kind of that kind of situation. I, it looks like Scott may be cool. starting Jake Browning, which maybe is just out of need, but more so looking for, uh, like I said, that that cool. big boom hope. You also specified to like make a push to make the playoffs or for seeding. Um, and pretty much all my leagues, I'm either already in the playoffs or I can't get a top seed. So I'm kind of just setting neutral lineups right now and just letting the rest kind of happen for this week. All right. Well, it's a pretty fortunate position, but we'll move it to the next song, which <laughs> is Push Your Love Girl by Justin Timberlake mm. from arguably top 10 album all time 2020 experience 100 percent his best album ever but um i obviously one of my favorite albums probably probably would get a lot of debate calling it a top 10 all time but anyways of course he says now hey little mama i love this high we're on and i know that your supply won't run out anytime soon so of course we got to be talking about tyreek hill and Christian McCaffrey. Um, both have more fantasy points than all but two quarterbacks for the season, which is insane. A lot of people say that they should be in the MVP conversation for the NFL. Um, so a few questions here. One, do you think either or both should be a top five MVP candidate? Uh, do you think both will maintain their 50-plus fantasy point lead at their position this year? And three, do you think both should be front runners for their positions next year as far as most likely to maintain their number one spot from next year in fantasy? Oh, that is that great questions. Um, We're going to need to break this down question by question. Yeah, yeah, we'll with, uh, so do you think either or both should be a top five MVP candidate? I think both should be a top five MVP candidate. Um, when do they stop? Like when do they do they stop? I mean, end of the year is that when they tabulate everything? Uh, or do they? The, isn't it they they? Oh oh, as far regular season is that? In what terms you, of, yeah. yeah, is it regular think, season? Yeah, then they vote. It's just regular season. I know they announced like the week before the Super Bowl with the NFL honors, but I want I want to say it's just 
regular season. Okay. Although maybe there is bias into the playoffs. Yes, I, I think I think there's just like we've talked about a couple episodes ago. There's just so much bias towards QBs uh, in terms of the MVP award. Uh, CMC having breaking records most consecutive games with a touchdown, uh, having a fantastic year, and Tyreek Hill on pace for two thousand receiving yards, um, and he can do it. I mean, he can absolutely do it. And I, I saw this chart here where literally the, his average yards in the fourth quarter is only 32, only 32 yards in the fourth quarter compared to the first three. Um, <laughs> yes, both these players should be in the MVP top, um, five. top five. And it, that's it's without a question to me. I like, not, Yeah, so I, I will second the top five. I don't think that either has a remote chance of winning it. There has not well, been no, no. a the question is, do you think that they should does like should and should be in not the top likely five. to, because I think, yeah, I, I, think win. I, th- I think they deserve to be in the top five. I was just going to say the last time that a non quarterback won, it was in 2012 with Adrian Peterson. Um, I do think it's crazy that Brock Purdy is the front runner right now. And I a hundred percent believe that CMC deserves it over him. Um, his own teammate. Uh, but I think it should go to Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts at this point. Josh Allen? Or Jalen Hurts? Aren't, aren't they like, what, six and five? Well, so Josh Allen obviously is top fantasy producer this year. Um, okay. and that's, I mean, I mean, my vote is Jalen Hurts. You know, I you want me to, to not be biased, but Jalen Hurts was my pick preseason. He's still my pick to win it. Um, and he's leading a top team in the NFL. Yeah, so, I, I think quarterback wise, Jalen Hurts is the answer. Um, yeah, I I think I think McCaffrey and Tyreek are going to be dueling it out for OPY. Um, my vote is personally Tyreek, but I think CMC is also fair. Option. Like I think if if Tyreek breaks single season receiving record and breaks two thousand yards, I think he definitely should be. I mean, considered for the MVP. Especially uh, I, if, if the Dolphins maintain their one seed, I think that gives it a glimmer of hope. Even though, even though, and Scott looks like you were looking at the odds, there's neither of them are in the top, I think, five or six right now in odds. So it just tells you that it's almost out of the question. But yeah, I, I think I think we got to get, I mean, obviously quarterback is the most important position in all sports, but I, I don't know. I think we got to realize that these players can elevate their teams to the next level. And what both are doing is insane. So um, great, great points there. Um, and then short answer, do you think both either will maintain a 50 plus fantasy point lead at their position this year? And I think Tyreek is around 55 more than the next highest. And I think CMC maybe 60 ish over the next running back. I, I, I mean, I think both will. Yeah, uh, I, I think both are in such good offenses that that ensure that they are featured. That's the thing. Like both those teams know that they these guys are our alphas. They are our difference makers. I really think both of them maintain at least fifty points, if not more. Like these guys are are literal hammers. They are mallets. They are sledgehammers. So yes, Scott. Barring injury, yes. Yeah, barring injury, of course. But the fact that they have maintained their health and are still performing at this high level. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, yes, knock on wood. I do not please stay healthy, both of you, but crazy. And then last but not least, maybe the juiciest of the question, and going back to our lyric that your supply won't run out anytime soon, do you think both should be the front runners to lead at their positions next year for fantasy football? Oh. No. Tyreek, no. I think, could, even with JJ, I think he could. And CMC. Who's who's the number two running back for the year? It's Moster, aka Devon Achan. Because oh. if Achan was healthy, ETN's not too far off from Moster for another drop off. I. I do not see. I I can possibly see JJ. Yes, for sure. Like full healthy season. Um, I just don't see anyone competing with CMC. Uh, yeah. So CMC is a hard yes for me. 
definitely can maintain a number one status. And Tyreek, honestly, definitely for sure number two wide receiver number two in the year. Well, uh, yeah. So you're saying no to Tyreek? Definitely. Oh shit. <laughs> I think he's so. I think he's so well schemed in that offense. He can. You know what? Yes to both. I okay. I am just right. amazed at both those there players. We there we go. Yeah. Scott, cool. uh, I'll, I'll take the opposite. Give me the field for both. Okay. Well, I'm not necessarily asking what's most likely to happen. I guess I'm saying like, do you think that if we're to say like there's two front runners, should it be them? But you're, you're saying no, it should be other people. In uh, I I think JJ should be the front runner for the wide receivers. Um, Running back, I mean, yeah, probably CMC. As much as it pains you to say. As um, much as it pains me I'm, to say. I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing. I think, I mean, I went into this year, obviously, high on CMC, as, as always. Um, so I think that that's an easy yes. And even though was grossly wrong about Bijan due to, I mean, Arthur Smith. But I, I think Bijan would be my what my my bet to be the closest to him next year. Um and and Tyreek, I, I don't yeah, even if JJ has a full season, I just don't see how you can match up with with Reek. He's just uh dude, he's he's unlocked something and if you haven't watched Hard Knocks in season yet, do it and you will like the guy even more. So um I'm saying yes. Um, with that, wrap it up with Fantasy Flash. All right. Uh, we will do our Week 12 recap. Um, Thursday Night Football. Uh, yeah, sorry. Week 13 recap. You, Excuse baby. me. Thank you. Uh, we actually had a good Thursday Night matchup. Uh, Seahawks versus Boys. Uh, back and forth shootout. The Question was over under one and a half receiving touchdowns for CeeDee Lamb. And he scored exactly one. Uh, it was early in the game. Thought for sure there'd be a second one. But uh, MJ and I called the under. Uh, so we didn't got he, he, did, he did. We didn't go down to the one yard line on another play. Or am I, or am I thinking of someone else? I thought he. I mean, he was catching the ball and running all over the field all night. So yeah. I'm sure he did at some point. Um, Sunday night football. Chiefs versus Packers. It was more combined fantasy points. Jordan Love and Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes and uh, Christian Watson. It was 33.78 to 38.1 for Mahomes and Watson. Steven with a point there. Of course. Monday Night Football, it was Bengals versus Jaguars. It was more rushing yards. Mixon or ETN. 68 for Mixon. 45 for ETN. MJ with point there. <laughs> so uh, MJ has made it a race uh, with Steven <clears throat> in no particular order. Uh, actually, from worst to first, I have 12 wins, 23 losses. MJ is 20 and 15, and Steven is 22 and 13. Oh, let's um, go, baby. So MJ has caught up to within two of Steven. Uh, I am out of it, Um, (laughs) but we are moving into week 14, Thursday night football. Uh, We have the Patriots versus the Steelers over under. Yeah, big, big Um, over under five receptions for or sorry, uh, 5.5 receptions for Deontay Johnson. Over 5.5, 5.5 over. 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 Yeah, let me get the over. And you're gonna take the over too. What's the backup, Scott? I I took the under. What? He's Deontay Johnson. He's averaging three point seven per game. Well, that's not taking into account the Mount Rushmore of backup QBs, Mitch Trubisky. That is true, uh, but I have to uh, do something to catch up. So I'm, I'm gonna take the under. Um, Sunday Night Football. Looking forward to this one. Eagles versus Cowboys. More fantasy points. AJ Brown or CeeDee Lamb? That can't turn back now. Give me CD. CD as well. I wanna I wanna dip. Oh, I pick CD. Okay, um, back up, back up. 
Did, didn't have a backup for this one. Uh, all right. Uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb and Dak? C.D. Lamb and Dak. C.D. and Dak. Okay, I'll take the guaranteed six-point tush-push. Uh, give me Hurts and A.J. Brown. Uh, Monday Night Football, we have actually two matchups, but we're going with the Titans versus the Dolphins. Over, under, two and a half rushing touchdowns. Um, repeat that. It was the Dolphins versus... Titans versus Dolphins. So, uh, you know, a couple of... Okay. Over. <laughs> over. I also picked over. Let's move the line. <laughs> Let's move the line to three and a half. Four under. rushing to yeah. I'll have to choose the under there. Um uh, back up to the backup, baby. No, you know what? Four How about most more fantasy points, Devon A. Chan or Derrick Henry. All right, more fantasy points. Devon Achan or Derrick Henry? Achan. That's a little difficult for me, honestly. Uh, Derrick Henry's been a little hot. You know what? I need to make up ground. I'm going with King Henry right here, baby. Um. Hmm. I think the Dolphins' defense is pretty solid. I'm going to go with A-Chan as well. Cool. Uh, that was Fantasy Flash for Week 14. Yeah, um, and great segments. Great episode, as usual, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time. And as you, everyone on our, and all our listeners know, we're nearing, if not at the playoffs for certain leagues. Good luck to everybody. Uh, we'll try to continue providing content, maybe some wafer wire pickups as as uh, um, as playoffs kind of continue here. But you know, talking on the end spectrum of that, especially for dynasty leagues, you know, and redraft, don't give up. You know, we have fantasy for only a set amount of time uh, in this long year, and once it's gone, it doesn't come back until the next year. The the other what uh, nine eight months we have to wait. If you have a chance to knock the number one guy down a peg, go for it. Go for it. Keep going for it. Keep trying. That's what makes fantasy fun. And even if you're in the toilet bowl, keep going for it. Um, big thank you to all our listeners. Thank you so much for your time, your support. If you have any suggestions, please reach out to us um, and help us improve. Help us uh, give you the content you want to hear and listen to. Um, if not, continue to enjoy this holiday season. Uh, hopefully some colder weather continues to roll in as it's, I feel like it's still pretty warm. Um, but Scott, anything to add here? Thank you listeners. Appreciate you continuing, uh, to follow our podcast. Um, yeah, baby. Last week of the regular season playoffs are right around the corner. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, best of luck in your final regular season matchups. Fun train? Try to push it, push it to the limit, limit, because we're in it to win it, in it to win it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, guys, it's the uh, best time of the year. And you know I'm talking the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's exciting. The spirit's high. Um, make the push. Do what you need to do to get to the playoffs. Take the bold moves. Go for the boom. Um, and, uh, yeah, keep listening through the end of the year. Give us, uh, any shout outs or things that you want us to debate on the show. Um, we got a lot of hot takes, a lot of scalding hot takes. So, um, want to do what we can to make things interesting for you guys, but thank you for listening as always. Yeah. Make sure you, you root for me to beat, uh, old fun train and the, uh, fantasy flash and retain my fantasy flash crown um thank you thank you everybody thank you for everything if i haven't said it already but with that everybody that is what's your fantasy a fantasy football podcast we'll see y'all next time
Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.